welcome to Beit Kodesh Podcasts. I am Ishka Bat Yerushalayim from Beit Kodesh House of Holiness. Today, we are studying on a subject, Holy Spirit and Fire, with a Hebrew context, and looking at the topic, Fivefold Ministries, the Ministry of the Prophet. This is part seven of this series. Enjoy as we tune in now. Hallelujah, Holy Spirit, you are so welcome in this place. I ask you, Lord, that you will be here today with us as we learn your word, that you will reveal yourself to us, that you will open the eyes and ears and the hearts of your people to understand the words that you will be speaking today, Lord. Father, I give you completely, complete leadership, complete a freedom for you to move and to speak and intervene and bring forth the words that will come out of my mouth to speak to us today. Father, I want to learn. Father, I know my brothers and sisters want to learn too. So Lord, we know that we know that you are the one that is the teacher and we are here. Father, I'm here as an instrument in your hands to be used by you. And Lord, all the glory be done to be given to you, my Lord. And I ask you, Father, that you speak to us and dismantle every single uh, error in doctrine that is in your kingdom, Father. Father, the things that have been spoken that go against your word, may they fall completely. And may your word be established, Father. May God arise and may his enemies be scattered. May you establish your kingdom, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Yeshua, because you are our king. To you, we follow. And we want to walk as you walked in this earth. So please teach us. Amen. In Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. So, so, I have there Claudia, John Javid, Brigitte, and Lolita, and others. They are there on the background. You are all welcome. Let's study today, okay? Let's study on on Holy Spirit and Fire part 7 and I'm going just to say now last week last week we were stu we studied part for part 6 and we start to study the word ministries okay and um now we we have the all the playlist on YouTube on the playlist because you have home the, the videos and you have playlists on if you click on playlists you have lots of playlists on our youtube channel ishkabat yerushalayim youtube channel and there you have the playlist for holy spirit and fire with all the the teachings until now and the podcasts they have there already until until uh uh part four so i will do part five and six and seven probably this week also so you will have both in the both forms okay so last week we studied about the word ministries and we 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 saw that was also translated as administrations and services and the greek word was diakonia and i i just was always doing like great difficulty to say this word maybe that's because it's greek i don't know diakonia which was service ministering, uh, 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 especially to those who execute the commands to uh, the commands of others, of those who, by command of God, proclaim and promote religion or the faith of God among men, 
uh, of the office of Moses, of the office of the apostles and its administrations, because the apostles had his, their own administrations, their own services. Each one of the ministries that God put in his earth, they have their, their own administrations, their own activities that need to go with the ministry. And... Um, and the office of apostle, of prophets, um, evangelists, elders, etc. Uh, and then we saw that is the ministration of those who render to those the um, the offices of a believer of affection of of a, a believer's affection, especially to those who help meet needs by either collecting or distributing charities. So we saw that actually even the word uh, collecting uh, uh, money or distributing um, uh, money th uh, towards the people in need, this is also part of this word um, diac diaconia. And um, the service of a deacon in a church in the service of those who, who prepare food and present food and then we look a lot a, a big list to remember of all the scriptures you know or we didn't put it on them all but was all was all almost the 28 because we saw there was 26 times in 32 sorry 36 times in 32 um verses in in the greek concordance of the king james version have this word Diaconia ministry. So we went through a lot of them. Today we are going to look to the five full ministries. Okay, we we learn about the service, what is service, what is, and today we are going to look to the the five full ministries. And um, I will go to look specifically to two of them. Uh, I will look to the prophet and to the apostle, and then next time I'll I'll, I'll go in in depth with the other three. Okay, the evangelist, the pastor and the teacher uh, but i will speak more about the calling of the fivefold ministries how they are prepared and all that stuff let's see if we can get there because there is a lot of stuff and it's so so interesting it's really good to have the material in a place so people can learn and can go there it's all scripture based there is no blah 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 here without scripture okay so ephesians 4 verse 11 this is the base the basic um uh verse bible verse or bible verses that speak about the fivefold ministries that some people now lately started to say that these four full ministries okay and i have said okay people can say what they want but you can have teachers that are not pastors you can't have a pastor uh, without this pastor being a teacher because part of the work of the pastor is to teach is to feed the sheep so a pastor needs to be a, a, a teacher but to get to get a teacher there are some teachers that they are not pastors they are itinerants they are called to go here there and everywhere to teach or even teach on the congregation but they they can even be a prophet prophet a prophet teacher or an apostle teacher you know the apostle paul was not a pastor he was an apostle and he was also a teacher okay so obviously when you look at that you see like come on something is not adding here so i do believe there is five with all certainty for me there is no 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 doubt at all but unfortunately there are people saying four and 
we are not going to fight for that that's not my costume to fight for those things but at least I need to, to declare what I, I see in scripture so Ephesians 4, 4 verse 11 are you there Claudia can you write that down please and then it says and he himself gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists and some pastors and teachers thank you so much darling and um, so obviously this this he is yeshua okay yeshua himself this was not anybody else yeshua himself gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists some pastors and some teachers to build his kingdom they are the leadership they are the people the faithful ministers are those that are in full time they are full time and some some are not full time some also work because they really don't want to live a life where they are always crying for for food and for for bills to being paid okay so some of them actually work but those that are doing the work of the kingdom and don't mind to suffer okay they actually work full-time because uh, it is it is it is very needed there are little um, um, harvesters uh, workers in the harvest and Yeshua told us to pray for workers in the harvest so for us to be taking the time that we are called to do the work to go and work to get money then we are go we are really losing time of our work in the kingdom because of money okay and this is something that we literally need to die for for it even though there are people that are very successful doing both okay so we are not to judge or anything and it says verse 12 for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry again ministry is service okay ministry is service in spite of what service we will be talking about because we will talk about lots of services okay but it says that this this fivefold ministries they work together as a team to equip the saints for the work of the ministry and if you are sort of just fed by one of these these um uh, uh ministries you will be um Def, you will have a deficit of 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 the equipping for you to serve okay a church that just have a pastor or just have a, 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 an evangelist or just have a prophet or just have a teacher or just have an apostle will 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 just fail and grow in all what the church should be growing okay and and it says for the edifying of the body of messiah so he gave these fivefold ministries to for the edifying of his body of his body he says i'm giving this 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 bunch of people with this calling in order that they can edify my body edify my body they are anointed to do that okay so rejecting them would be the same than rejecting Yeshua. It's important to see this. 
because Yeshua chose this way to minister to his people. This was the way that he chose. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Till we all come to the unity of the faith. It means that you have a congregation, you have these this fivefold ministers working together to edify this congregation, and then this is until we all come to the unity of the faith. Not one or two, but we all. So this will stay like it is until Yeshua comes. So the, the establishment of the congregation itself, okay, and the way it should be run, with this, we, we, we can't say that every single church or every single congregation should, should have the five-fold ministries inside, but if they don't have them all inside, they should be invited to minister to the people so that the people could be stirred and grow and equipped, okay? So, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, which is the base of our faith. We, that is the center, is Yeshua. The, the knowledge of the Son of God, Yeshua HaMashiach, okay, Jesus Christ, to a perfect man, till we all come to a perfect man. So these ministries are here to perfect us, to help us to grow, not to tap us, do the, yeah, 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 yeah. no, it's actually, the word should challenge us, the word should help us to recognize that we are sinning in some areas and we need transformation. It shouldn't just be tap, tap, little taps on the, on the, it's not a rebuke, it's not that, but, but needs to, it's, it's exhortation, it's really to help Okay, to help to grow, help to edify, to, to, to exhort, to comfort, yeah? But we need to see that it's important, the, 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 the challenging of our lives. Otherwise, we are not disciples, guys. We are just simply sit or in our couch because we don't go to congregation or because there is no congregation, messianic congregations around, because if it's a Christian church, there shouldn't be any any reason why you shouldn't go because they are everywhere. But in many countries, we can't find the Messianic community, especially healthy ones. And obviously for us to, to get to a congregation may be very difficult for us to keep the Sabbath and the festivals and everything. They don't do it. So many of us are alone at home doing it. And then we get used to stay at home and do it this way. And we kind of cry out for fellowship, but it becomes uh, an habit. It's very comfy to be seated just on a chair or just on the sofa. After you get used to that, you actually don't understand the importance of a holy convocation. But it's, it's how God envisioned it. So sooner or later, guys, our, our, we need to raise up and really do something about this, okay? So... To the measure of the statute of the fullness of Messiah. Measure of the statute of the fullness of Messiah. So you look to Yeshua, the maximum, the full maturity of, of Messiah, and that's how what we aim to go. Okay? We are aim to grow and to get there. Okay? We are not there. Some are a little bit closer than others, but we have so much to get there. So this 
fivefold ministries ministries will be in the congregation forever until Yeshua comes. This will be like that. Now, when we hear people saying that we don't need teachers anymore and we don't need pastors, that we have the Holy Spirit. I have heard this in the Hebrew Roots Movement and I was horrified. And I mean, I, I, I believe it. the roots in our faith are basic, are important for the building of our faith. The pure roots of our faith, every believer needs it. But the, the winds of, of doctrine that comes with it, with the name Hebrew Roots, but so, so much defiled and anti-Bible, okay? That's, that is not Hebrew roots, guys. That is a lot of rubbish, <laughs> okay? Because if you say that you don't need a teacher, you don't need a pastor, you just want to, to sit around a table with brothers and sisters and don't have any leadership over you, wait a minute, that is not the kingdom that Yeshua left under in this place, in this earth. Yeshua left leaders in this earth, and Yeshua left congregations that the people of the Lord should attend and should be guided and learn and be taken care by these fivefold ministries. Some people went through so many bad experiences that they are afraid of leadership. That is understandable, okay? So the only thing you need to do to, to ask the Lord is to ask Him to heal you. And find out good leadership that has the roots, but we will not defile you. I tell you, it's very difficult. Uh, today I was really, this is easy to speak this for a church, a normal Christian church, but I'm not in that, in that, in that place because the Christian church is, 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 is failing on, on the root, on the base. So I need to speak to the Messianic community. And the Messianic community have other issues that need to be addressed. So I will just address this the best I can, knowing that each one of the, the congregations, each one of the streams of believers in Yeshua, they will need to be addressed in a different way. So to the measure of the statute of the fullness of Christ, Messiah, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine. So what happens is, if we are not really based in Scripture, and with that I don't mean just the Torah, okay? Because that's one of the things when you get when you get to learn the Torah, there is this these people that say Torah, 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 and they, you don't even know if you should say Word of God anymore. Because it's Torah, Torah, Torah. No, the, 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 the instructions for us is from Genesis to Revelation. Torah is part of it. It's the foundation. It's the base. But throughout all scriptures, we need to take instructions from there. If we just take from the Torah, we will have some problems. Because the coming of Yeshua did some revolution, okay, in terms of the interpretation of the Torah itself, as you read it. Okay, so when you see Yeshua interpreting the Torah of God, you see it very different from, from the Pharisees, for instance. Okay, and you obviously, if we, when I was reading the Torah, just Torah, 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 and I was not reading the New Testament, I started to see the Torah. I, I ended up in the wilderness 
with the Hebrew people there in the Torah portions and completely forgetting that Yeshua had come. I knew Yeshua had come. I worshipped Yeshua and everything, but I was leaving there. And that's not what it is. We need to embrace the Torah and everything after the coming of Messiah, which is Acts of the Apostles. Okay, guys, it's a completely different thing. And the New Testament has tons of information about leadership, how it should happen now. Because before we just had the prophets, we just had the, 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 the priests in the temple and everything. And, but now Yeshua is sending these apostles, prophets, uh, evangelists, pastors, teachers to build his kingdom outside of the temple. So now we need to understand that we need to accept and embrace what he says. So we need to have the full counsel of God so we don't get stuck or just in the Torah or just in the New Testament or just in the middle. We are not supposed to be stuck anywhere. We are supposed to follow instructions of the King of, the king of Heaven. Full stop. Yeah. So then we have tossed to and fro and carrying, uh, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men, men that have wrong doctrines out there, really scary guys, uh, really scary. And if you listen, do you know, there are some things that I just know I don't, I'm not listening because I just sense in the spirit that's wrong. And many people are not hearing what is good and right because they are afraid of what they heard from other people speaking on Hebrew Roots movement in Hebrew Roots and bringing a lot of rubbish that is not Hebrew Roots at all. And then became a great confusion in the kingdom. So we need to separate these things very well so we can receive sane doctrine, the doctrine of the apostles and stay with it. So, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, because it's what's going on, but speaking the truth in love. So, that's something that leadership should teach the people of God. Teaching the people of God to learn to speak the truth in love. Because sometimes when we discover something, our tendency is, is kind of being abrupt and, and, and um, not kind, not gentle. And it's normal, sometimes you can have moments of dispute with the word. Paul has it, you know, we see in the scriptures, the apostles also had these disputes with the word. But uh, we need to learn, in general, to have, to speak the truth in love. And this is mature leaders that will be able to do that to the people of God. Not immature leaders, they can't do that, okay? So... Um, may grow up so that his body may grow up in all things into him who is the head Messiah so the Lord gave this ministry so so his people so his body his bride may grow up in all things into him who is the head Messiah from whom the whole body join and knit together by what every joint supplies, which I spoke, it's love, the joint between each one of us, it's love that connects us, okay? This, this, the love we have for one another is, is the, it symbolizes is these joints that link the parts of the body 
according to the effective work working by which every part does its, its share. So in this body, in this body, I have a hand, I have this part, I have an elbow, then I have, you know, I have different parts of my body. I'm here and talking to you because each part of my body is doing its own share. If one of my part of my body had, had you know, I would be, my, my arm went like that, I would be speaking with this hand and this one would be like that. But the body could still work. But there are some things that if they are not working, life goes. Okay, so we need to understand we need one another and what gets each one of, of the members doing its own thing, it's what keeps us alive and moving well as a body of Messiah. So these fivefold ministers, they actually are to work to have the body working, each one it's in its place. Training them, equipping them, loving them, helping them to, to, to know how to live a life, how to live in your home, how to live in your workplace, how to live in your school. You know, feeding you, visiting you, comforting you, whatever is the establishing the kingdom, planting churches or congregations, okay, hearing the voice of the Lord and speaking it to his people. All these things are things that are done going out and bring in fisher, be fishers of mad evangelists, you know. You see, the, all these gifts, I mean, the fivefold gifts, they are massively important in order to the body to grow in all directions, okay. Uh, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So all these parts, as they do what they share, this causes growth of the body. It causes growth of the body when each one is doing their share and serving the Lord. And this um, edifies itself, the body, in love. So that is the reason why the the fivefold ministries are called and massively important for the growth of the kingdom of Yeshua, established by Him Himself to edify, to 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 build His kingdom. Okay. Now we need to <clears throat> understand that we need to recognize the fivefold ministries. <clears throat> we need to recognize them in order that they can function. Because if you don't recognize a gift that was given by Father, you will not have them functioning. They can't function. No one can function that is not accepted what they have. Yeah, And when somebody has something precious, the more they are accepted and the more they are released to grow, the more they are growing in maturity. And obviously, as they grow in maturity and grow in learning with the gift that they have and the ministry that they have, obviously, it's very important as they grow to keep in submission, to keep in obedience to the minister that is in that congregation, in that ministry, whatever it's it. And I always bring the example of a household, of a school. You know, go to a school the head teacher, you know, the, the, the head there is the one that is on the top. The teachers need to abide by the rules of the school. And the school need to abide by the rules of the government of the, of the nation on the guidelines that they give to the school. 
And then the teachers, they need to teach the children following the guidelines. They are doing their ministry, their service to the, to the children. And this can be applied on, 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 the, on the congregation of the Lord, on, on the congreg local congregation. But they, are, they need to answer to the pastor or the person that is in leadership of that particular um, area of, of, of uh, teaching that department, children or youth or whatever, the importance is needed to, to have this, always to have this accountability to one that is above, okay? Some of us now, like my, in my case, I don't have anybody to be accountable. I am directly accountable to the Lord. And I don't don't say this like happy, like, you know, I'm just saying what happened to me. In my case, I God told me, come out of the system. I want to teach you and I want you to carry something. I want you to be teaching this. So he taught me for seven years, me and him in scriptures. And after this, okay, he in the beginning, he even spoke the, what what he would do. So, uh, so I started to move with that thing in my heart. Now, I never saw any congregation, any vision that embarks everything I have. And for me to go and go put myself under somebody that doesn't have, can't, can't grasp the fullness of what I see, okay? It's something that I haven't seen one yet that I can actually say, would you please, I would like to be accountable to you. I haven't seen so if one day they appear and the Lord says, this is the one, I say, yes, I'll do it. But until now, that didn't happen. didn't happen. So it's kind of, it's the same than you being not married and marry with the first one that comes or I need to marry, I need to marry until the person comes. You can't be manipulated like that. Now, if a person really doesn't want that because they don't want to be submissive, that's a different thing. But when God gives us a vision, okay and shows clearly what is supposed to be done you know in the cases where we are now that we are not coming from a branch we are not i didn't born from a congregation in a messianic community i started one i started i was alone for seven years almost not seven years because obviously the people would come to visit people would come to the festivals in shabbat and i will teach i would teach but i did nowadays people are warning like that and obviously the system becomes very different. But let's just talk because from now, from us that have grown in many of the ministries that are already in place, there are good ministries, there are balanced that can actually feed the people. And those should then work according to these principles. Just see what I mean? And that's, that's what we need to see is then get this and from the moment God is establishing something that now has its roots the faith of Jerusalem and this earth we need to understand that now it's almost like starting from the beginning okay like the time in Jerusalem we are almost starting now with that thing so it's a lot of pioneers out there right now people that don't even know how to do this but I'm here saying that there's a lot of instructions on how we are supposed to do this, okay? And we are supposed to look to the instructions in the New Testament and lessons and in, in instructions on the Torah also and, and on the, or the full Tanakh, okay? Full, the full scriptures have instructions. So we need to recognize them. Um, 
so we know about this office, but we do not seem to realize the importance of recognizing them. A recognition, a, a recognition that makes room for them to develop. So we need to give them room for them for these five full ministries to develop. Do you know nobody is uh, is called for a mission and is an adult in that same mission. We grow as we go. We have the maturity to lead, but as leaders, we are starting. We are starting. So there, for those starting, they will do a lot of, of mistakes. Let's do the least we can, okay? Especially for those that started from being with the Lord and going out there. You know, you just go like, whoa, I didn't have any leader around me to teach me how to do this. Am I doing this right? Okay. So, um, obviously, I'm speaking in these two ways. Established congregation and one that is growing. So, these ones that are starting... They are, uh, they are facing more difficulties than those that start inside of congregations, that are trained inside of congregations, that they naturally develop their gifts and suddenly they are serving in the fivefold ministries, okay? So this is important to understand that um, one thing is the perfect thing, another thing is when you have a pioneer, something that is starting from zero, and we have tons of those things nowadays in, uh, throughout the world. So, so it helps them to, to, to develop, to become established, to be able to grow, to impact the Messianic community and unbelievers. If they don't have that, that, that opportunity, they will not impact anyone. Okay, but if they do, they start to grow, they start to impact, the more they can do what they need to do, okay, the more they will develop. And again, always with the heart of listening, if we are doing some mistake, if we're saying something we shouldn't, always with a very humble heart, because a place of the five full ministries is not a place of authority and arrogance, it's a place of authority and humility. It's the authority is just there for us to make things happen, okay? to guide and direct and to do what we need to do, like a father and a mother, okay? But it's not for us to be arrogant to our kids, to, 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 to break them. No, that's not why authority, we have authority. We have authority to be able to, to commission, to do things, to give orders, let's do this, let's do that. So that means that there is a responsibility over that person that nobody else has. If something goes wrong, that person needs to put it right, okay? So God will answer, what did you do with my household? <laughs> do you see what I mean? The importance, the position that that person is. So for us, as I'm going to speak about this, I will go to speak to the people that are in the congregation, that are, in the, are learning and growing, and for those that are in ministry, that both of, of, of these this, this, uh, places, they all need to know how to live together and what is their position and their attitude so so the, the the body of messiah can grow in love yeah both have their responsibilities so um but before we can recognize such important gifts we need to have some understanding of what they are and what their function is 
Until we do, we will not be able to make room for them to function like they should. Why is this? It is because we have not as yet seen the importance of their gift from God to the Messianic community of believers. Once we do recognize the importance of, the, of these essentially ministries, we will then look for ways to, and means to allow them to flourish. So the benefits can be received by all believers in Yeshua. Okay? So we need to make sure we can understand each one of them. And obviously there is this thing like in the Messianic community you have the rabbi and that was it as it is the rabbi and that's that's nothing else. And, and it's like, yes, Yeshua was the rabbi, but he operated in, in all the ministries, to be very honest. And then when you started to see that he, after him, he sent those five, five different full five, uh, um, five-fold ministries. So when you see that Yeshua himself put those five, now I'm saying you can say rabbi if you want to, to, to refer rabbi to a rabbi like the teacher, but the, 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 the congregation, the messianic community can't rely just on the rabbi because they need the evangelists, they need the apostles, they need the prophets, they need the evangelists. And if they deny this, the messianic communities will not grow as they should. They will just stay on the realm of knowledge of the word and not growing much in all the directions that they should. So there is something that needs to be re-established in the messianic community that just have a rabbi and do not understand how the fivefold ministries uh, work either so um so let's let's look for jeremiah because now we are going to look um to um jeremiah that is the the scripture god gave to describe what would be the work of jeremiah as a prophet and we will see there what is the calling of a prophet, okay? And I know that many say, oh, the prophet in the New Testament is different, blah, 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 blah. I tell you, um, it is different, but there is so, so many uh, similarities, guys. So many similarities, you don't even imagine. So let's go to Jeremiah 1. Oh, you, I have it written here. If you open yours, if you, if you want. So, Jeremiah 1, verse 4 and verse 5. And it says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So, there is this call. God calling Jeremiah as a prophet to the nations. To the nations. Interesting, isn't it? To the nations, not just Israel. To the nations. Let me just, I need to open this because obviously I will then keep going and I need to keep this reference because that, that has a lot of things here that I want to refer. So, so we have here that... Uh, Jeremiah was formed before he formed the Lord formed him in the womb he already knew him so the Lord knows exactly he knew Ishka before I was born 
and he knew exactly what he called me to. He knew exactly what I needed to go through to get to that point. He knew exactly the, the knowledge and the, 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 the studying that I needed to go through. He knew exactly. And as I say, for me, I say to all of you, like John Javed, God knew exactly John Javed from before he was born, before he was conceived, and Lolita, and Abby, Shalom Abby, by the way, you know, and all of us, Claudia, and all of us. So we need to understand that God knew us before. Before I formed you, Ishka, before I formed you, all of you, in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. He set us apart for something. Some are set apart for the ministries, to be ministers, to be in one of the fivefold ministers, ministries. Others are, are called to be, to be doing a work in worship and evangelism and different things in, in service, in administrations, in helpings, in, in uh, you know, in a giving area. People are so giving. They give so much. Yeah. And so this, this is kind of God knows us all before he put us in the womb. He, he formed us in the womb. So Jeremiah's uh, reaction was to make excuses to God as to why he could not fulfill that call. And some of us, when we see the, the seriousness of a call that he has for us, we can actually get like in the beginning until we start to move in it because then the anointing takes over and we feel the anointing and you start to do it. And when we are under that prayer, that anointing that we are fasting and we are connected with the Lord, there is so much, so much boldness, so much desire of fulfilling that even under persecution and affliction okay that's why the the the, the apostles they, they 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 laugh and they they were happy when they were persecuted and they came from the prison because they found amazing that they could suffer for the lord you go like are these guys crazy no they were under the, the anointing under the anointing we can do so many amazing things and have the faith to do it out of the anointing we are just scary kids okay scared kids i mean so obviously it's very important to really uh start to walk with him and then as the anointing comes a person starts to enter to their and suddenly you just see kind of a mighty person really that is not actually the person is the holy spirit in them they kind of yeah that's powerful and beautiful so then we can see in, in Jeremiah 1, verse 9 and 10. This is so powerful. It says, God's response was, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my word in your mouth so a prophet has the word of god in their mouth and when it comes out it has it has power it really does something it really br or brings conviction or brings condemnation okay a pastor has a different way of putting the word of god okay but a prophet when he speaks can the word comes pure and and it, it will or will 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 destroy what's wrong 
or will build what's right. But the power of the word of a prophet is quite... Yeah, and, and obviously it's not to, to kill the person, to destroy the person. It's really to bring righteousness. You know, the heart of the prophet wants the righteousness of God, wants the, 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 that the name of the Lord will not be profane. Have the, the sense of the holiness of the people of God. And when they speak, they want to bring the people of God into holiness, into to, to not profane the name of the Lord, but to honor and to, to, to be a, a, a pure um, uh, witness in their lives, in what they speak, and in the way they walk, in their attitudes, in the, in their decisions, daily decisions. So the prophet is very much, it's very much exhorting and always bringing the truth and the word in spite of if people will like it or not. And sometimes can be very, very difficult because many people don't want to listen. Many pastors don't want those things to be spoken in their, 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 their congregations because they are pastors. Unless they recognize the, the calling of the prophet and the anointing of the prophet, they will not allow the prophet to minister in their church because they are afraid that the people will live just because they didn't train the people about the prophet and its work. Because when people know, they actually want, if they really are serious with the Lord, they want to listen. Because they will know the truth and the truth will set them free. Yeah, so it's quite important. So I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out. Root out. Take out the roots. There are wrong. Not leave them there. Take out the roots. There is there there, there are wrong from the congregations. Why well, was, you know, it's 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 really correction, bringing correction, bringing encouragement, bringing exhortation, bringing comfort also from the heart of the Father, the love of the Father that the people are loved. They need to know this. Okay. And sometimes when these words are come, come by the by a prophet, it's very powerful because the prophet has a very intimate relationship with the Lord Most High. They need to. Otherwise, they can destroy a lot. Okay? So, so to root out and to pull down. Root up. Root out and pull down. To destroy and to throw down. To build and to plant. So when you think about the calling of Jeremiah, it was quite a thing, okay? So when you think about how this would lo have looked like to, to have a Jeremiah around in the time that people were rejecting the word of the Lord, everything he went through by doing what he, she should have done, because he did, you know, it was quite a, a challenge. Now, nowadays, prophets are exactly the same. If they raise with the word of the Lord to speak to a congregation and their pastor do not accept and put them out of, of, of their congregation, you know, they are literally putting God out of their congregation because God is speaking. God wants to do something there. So, in one sense, we have the situation of a prophet that, that comes from the outs of a congregation that has a, a, a leader of that same congregation. There is a pastor. 
sometimes can get a bit tricky, okay? But if the pastor understands the, and understands the importance of, of the word, it's almost like having the wife which has authority over, over the child, over the children, but then you have the father. Sometimes the mother doesn't want the father to come because the father can be quite sometimes disciplinary, can go like no, no and no, and they can be tough, okay? And the wife is kind of, oh my word, if he comes here, he, you know, he could uh, break the kids. But, you know, don't do that. The children need the father to put a full stop in, in bad, bad actions, okay? It's not just love, it's also discipline and the father is the same with us he's just not, not just that lovely jubbly i love you i love you I lo he loves us massively but he corrects us and that is pure love because if he allows us to grow without correcting us we will be spoiled kids without we, we will not be able to do anything in his kingdom we will even represent him horribly because for us to represent well the, the king of heaven, we need to grow in maturity and then is accepting discipline when it's true, when actually is it was applied because you have sinned. I have sinned. Accept it. Yeah, we need this. Households need this. Congregations need this. Can you imagine when you have somebody like somebody that is a, a worship leader that gets into adultery and the pastor doesn't do anything, doesn't discipline the situation? What is this all about? Is, isn't the name of the Lord being, 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 being profaned with that action? Isn't it love to do something about this? It's not to break the guy, the, 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 the worship leader or the worship or somebody in leadership or somebody even in the congregation. They need to be addressed, say, whoa, you need to stop with that because you are sinning against God. And if they say, yes, they want to repent, then you are there to restore them, to help them to grow out of that situation where they are, are, are in sin, okay? Help them to get strength over that weakness and obviously this is 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 what what should happen discipline when it's needed love encouragement when it's needed if somebody repents and wants to change their lives encouragement there if not we need to speak the truth. No, you need to stop with that quickly because this is sin and you will have problems. And you can't allow that person to corrupt the congregation either. Yeah? So there are pre precepts in the scriptures very clear that will teach us how to do this in our congregations so we can have an orderly congregation that is free in the spirit to worship and submissive to authority and at the same time have an authority that know how to release and how to say, wait, that is not good. You are doing, you are going a bit more than what you should go, okay? Because we need, I tell you, I, I, when I was doing the counting of the Omer and I, I read compassion and I was seeing compassion, giving clear instructions is being compassionate. Because if we don't give clear instructions and then the person doesn't do what we are expecting, they will feel that they failed and people hate to feel that they failed. They feel so horrible. If they failed knowing what they should, 
do, then it's a different thing. But if they fail because we fail to give clear instructions, then that's really bad. That's a sinful thing from our side. So compassionate, compa being compassionate actually will give clear instruction to our children, clear instruction to to our uh, our in in the school as a teacher, clear instruction and in the in the in the workplace, clear instruction in the congregation, in the different departments. And if people are not used, don't get used to know that clear instruction is actually an act of compassion and not an act of tyranny or something like that then he, he, people will, will kind of always rebel against commandments okay, or instructions instead of accepting and following without any problem. Do you see what I mean? It's really a spirit of rebelliousness that is doing this. So, um, when, when it says on Jeremiah 31, 28 says, Jeremiah 31, 28, and it shall come to pass that as I have as I have watched over them to pluck up, to break down, to throw down, to destroy and to afflict, so I will watch over them to build and to plant, says the Lord. Now look, God sent the prof the prophet to do this work, Prophet Jeremiah. But then here he's saying that he is the one doing that. He is the one, it's almost like the prophet is the mouth of God. He's speaking and God is the one operating it, doing it. So in the end, it's like, it's like this issue of giving the offering unto the Lord, to the Lord and to the priest. You know, it's to the Lord, but it's unto those that are serving. And here is, okay, these are doing what they are supposed to do, speaking what God is putting in their hearts and what is the, the, the word of the Lord is coming like fire, you know, so it comes out and God is the one doing it, guys. To get this, so I will watch over them, look, and it shall come to pass this, as I have watched over to them to pluck up, to break down, to throw down, to destroy, to and to afflict or discipline. So I will watch over them to build and to plant, says the Lord. So this is what God sends a prophet to do. It's really to pluck out the, the, the things that are wrong in the congregation, pluck out the things that are wrong in the person. You know, it's really... Uh, Point out what is wrong, okay? And then speak out what must be done. What, what are we supposed to repent for? It's all, the prophet is always calling the people of God into the obedience to the God of most, most High, to the Word of God. So it, it, when we see this, this is massively important. If somebody tells you that a prophet is just speaking, that says the Lord, you shall have so much prosperity. That says the Lord, you are going to, you know, whatever. Just positive things. I tell you that is not a prophet. That is a prophet. It's an invention. Do you remember when, 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 when the, the prophet in, in Acts came to, and to, to Paul that uh, uh, binded him, his hands, and, and he says, um, as it is being done to you here, they will be doing to you or something like that. Now I don't have the words, but it's actually part of the teaching. I will read that. And you see, like, come on, that was quite an encouragement. He was literally saying, you are going to be, you are going to be, you know, in, in, in chains. 
Was that any anything of amazing how great you will be? <laughs> no, that was a prophet in the New Testament, Acts. So, and you see a lot of examples of prophets in Acts in, 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 in the New Testament. So let's keep going. So the minister of the prophet, or the ministry of the prophet, I will just read here some things I, I, have, I have put here and explain as we go, okay? So, in these verses from Jeremiah 1, God was speaking to Jeremiah of the function of the ministry of the prophet, of a prophet. He carries God's words to establish the purpose of God. He carries the word of the Lord, not just reading it like what, like me as a teacher, you know, that I teach you the word of God. They carry the word of God, the words that God is speaking to the congregation, to a specific person, to a specific nation. They are prophets. They are part of the five full ministries. And they exist in the new covenant. They didn't disappear on the new covenant. They are not just in churches giving little prophecies. They literally see what God is doing. They can see what God is doing in the earth. They can see what God is doing in the congregation. They can see what needs to be done to make that thing work. We need the prophets, guys. We need so much. Obviously, each prophet then needs to have, needs to be a servant. And that's where we get the, ma the major problem is that those that are, are, are called to the ministry sometimes don't have the maturity to be doing it. And they do a lot of, a lot of mistakes also. And then uh, things don't flow as they should. But we are here talking about that we need to mature. So if any of you is there and is a prophet, my thing here is we need to mature in terms of of the way we, 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 we go as servants, because Jeremiah was a servant, Moses was a servant, they were humble people, but they were just humble people, but when God spoke, it was God speaking, it was like, they couldn't do anything, it was God speaking, but the attitude as a human being is humble, it's gentle as a human being. It's not arrogant and puffing and no, it's loving. Look at, look at Moses, how he fought for the people of God when, when they did, my goodness, so many terrible things. And he even said, you know, if, if you will go against them, if you will blot them out, blot me, blot my name out of the book of life. I'm like defending them. After what they did, the golden calf and everything, <laughs> God's saying, I will start a nation through you. And he says, no, if you do that, just blot my name out of the book of life, but don't do that to them. And you go like, who? Well, as a prophet. <laughs> but man, did he spoke when God wanted to speak? Oh, yeah. Was it scary? Oh, yeah. Did many die? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but died because they chose to do what was wrong and went against the commandments of the Lord and didn't repent. So, the prophet carries God's words and is to establish the purposes of God. To do that, he has to... the and, and, <sighs> A task. He has a task that nobody envies. 
Nobody envies the task of a prophet. I don't. <laughs> when, the more I learn about the prophet, the more I say, please never call me to be a prophet, Lord. <laughs> it's scary. It's good if the people accept you. If not, it's, it's really difficult. So, he needs to, to root out, and from the Hebrew word, natash, meaning to tear up, to pluck up a plant, pluck up a plant, according to Wilson's. And then according to Strong's, it's to tear away, to destroy, forsake, pluck out or up by the roots, pull up, root out or up utterly. Okay, this is according to the Strong's concordance. So we can see that um, there's a lot of things that need to be plucked out out of our lives. Then, and to pull down, and pull down is from the Hebrew natath, natats, natats, meaning to break down, to demolish, according to Wilson's, and to tear down, beat down, break down or out, cast down, destroy, overthrow, pull down, throw down, according to Strong's. I do believe that when, 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 when Peter spoke, um, who told you to, to Ananias and Sapphira? Who told you? Who taught you to, to lie to the Holy Spirit? He actually was speaking as a prophet. He spoke because those guys just fell dead there. It was something that, you know, you, you can't kind of... God was so, so strong. The power of God was so strong in Shavuot and in the first century community of believers that, come on, you can't learn to lie to the Holy Spirit. That thing would needed to be plucked out immediately. And I do believe that he didn't speak out those words without the word of the Lord coming through his mouth because nobody's crazy enough to say such a thing. I wouldn't say any of that. To say something like that needs to be something completely from from on high. And and, and then the execution, immediate, immediate execution. Nobody touched those guys. God completely killed them. They were lying to the Holy Spirit. And you go like, <gasps> the fear of the Lord ran across the camp of the believers. You go like, hey, they learned. And you go like, this is too much. Well, we shouldn't profane the name of the Lord. In times of revival, don't even play. In times of revival, no, we can't play. You know, it's bad enough to play now when the revival is not breaking out. But when the power of the Lord and the presence of the Lord is there, whoa, respect. <laughs> the king is here. <laughs> okay, so... Then you have to destroy, and to destroy from the Hebrew word abad, meaning to perish, to be destroyed, to cause to perish, to destroy, to disperse, place of destruction, according to Wilson's. And then to wander away, example as lose oneself, to perish, break, destroy, or destruction, not escape, fail, lose, 
cause to or make perish, be undone utterly, be void of, have no way to flee. This is Strong's. And then to throw down, this is Harak, meaning to pull or tear down, to destroy. It's like a wall, a building, a city, a state or a kingdom being thrown down to pull down so a prophet has a power can you do you see the prophet when he makes statements in the spiritual realm oh my word when god is showing that he has something to do in a city and they just and <laughs> their voice is like that like it's a trumpet god is just speaking through them and they are making an intercession and a declaration and they are just declaring things in the air and man they are pulling down they are building up they are Okay, and that's, that's amazing. There's so much anointing and the prophet that walks with the Lord. That's why the Lord doesn't give power uh, like crazy. Sometimes we are just starting and we see little power here, little power there, because we would destroy so much if we had the power in fullness before we mature to that task. Do you see what I mean? So it is quite important to really have a humble heart, a loving heart, a gentle heart, in order that the Lord then can use us with that mighty power and we can then do the works of the kingdom, okay? And then see things happen by the words that He speaks through our mouth. It's not us, it's Him. We are just instruments, okay? So, uh, I think I have said this. And then, to build from the Hebrew word, Word banach, meaning to build or repair a house or town with an a, a accusative of, of the material and of the place with, an, with um, the help of a person to build a house for anyone to cause him to prosper. It also applies to having offspring and descendants to begin to build to be advanced in honor and wealth, to be enlarged in knowledge. Teachers are called builders for the same reason, because they are building up a person in knowledge so they can know how to live like a Bible teacher. What, what am I? I'm, 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 I'm a teacher, okay? It's one of my main callings. So when I do, I build a lot. Okay, I bring a lot of the word and all this. I have other, other ministries working in me. Okay, but the one I'm doing more now, it's the teacher, isn't it? I know others will, other ministries will, will come to flourishing. But right now, God keeps me in this particular one. And I'm very happy to be very honest, very comfortable. <laughs> so, um. <clears throat> Where am I? To build, called builders for the same reason, according to Wilson's, and then to build literally and figuratively, figuratively, begin to build, obtain children, make, repair, set up strongly, and this is according to Strong's. I remember the amount of years that took for the Lord to put, bring me to where I am now. And when I look to what God wants me to be, I still go like, oh my word, how many more years to arrive there. But all these years, I remember having a prophecy many years ago. Not but many years ago. I mean, I was 30 odd years old. 
I'm 54 now. And a, a, a woman of God really speaking to me prophetically and said, you know, what God is going to do with you is very, very, very powerful. And you, he needs to build foundations before he will release you one day. And I was like, I was like, man, I had such a calling. I had such a heart to serve the Lord. I said such an anointing. Everything I did, the anointing was with me. But I wasn't released. <laughs> and that was because I was for little things, but not for what I thought I should be doing or I would be doing. Because God was putting the roots down. The roots down. He was really building the structure. And he says, you need a big structure going down so when the winds will come you are strong and you will not just oh, okay so sometimes it takes time because God is building a structure and goes from a person that cries for anything to a person that suddenly is stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and then they can actually fulfill what they are called to do, okay? And this is part of, of all, the, all, of all the, the, the process. And this end to plant. From the Hebrew word nata, meaning to plant, set with plants, to plant, to settle, establish a people, to drive in a nail, to set up an image, to pitch or erect a tent. From the driving in of the tent, Pins, hence applied to the tent of, of heaven, a place planted. This is according to Wilk, Wilson's. And to strike in, uh, for example, to fix, to plant, to fasten, according to Strong's. So from this we see the role of a prophet and his or her ministry to the people of God. The true prophet gifting hears from God and comes with the word of Adonai. Okay, he carries an authority to bring about change. That's one of the things that prophet brings is change. So that God's people, individuals or groups, are able to enter into God's fuller purposes for their lives. Because if a congregation has something that is rot in the congregation, okay, something that is sinful there and it's not dealt with, they can't fulfill, they can't get to their fullness, to their to their to the fullness of that what they, they are going to, to achieve. So obviously uh, it is important all this so it will be able to be achieved. The prophets the prophet ministry is all about changing hearts, mindsets and attitudes towards God and his will. So Prophet ministry is all about changing hearts, mindsets, the way we think, attitudes towards God and His will. It is about releasing people to fulfill their God-given destiny. When you speak with somebody that have a problem with pornography, for instance, or they is addicted to something and you, you want to help them, what you have in your heart, any, any person that loves the kingdom and loves the people of God wants to go to that person and help them to be free. So th those things need to be plucked out. It's a lot of work for that person then to be able to grow and to be established and to fulfill their God-given destiny. Okay, so before real change can take place, there has to be a rooting out of what is presently within 
and the pulling down of those things that hinder us from progressing on in the purposes of God. What is the love to live, to, to just uh, allow a, a youngster to just keep sinning without addressing them and say, look, do you want to be free? Do you want to grow? Do you want to study the scriptures? Do you want me to help you to, to grow in the Lord? That is love. Living them as they are, that's not love. Okay? So those things need to be rooted out in everything. Um, the language here is strong in that rooting out speaks of one taking authority over something that is deeply rooted, resistant to change, and resisting the experience of being subjected to a greater power. So in, in, it's like in intercession, you can root these things out. With laying of hands, you can root these things out. And when we know our, our authority, then we can actually do this work, okay? As we are building up people, we need to take those things out and cast those demons away that are putting the person in, in prison. So we need to have a vision of what is the power and the authority that we have in order to fulfill this calling. And this is not just for, for, for the prophet, but now we are looking of the work of the prophet itself. Um, pulling down is the same. There are strongholds, religious and otherwise, that take up residence in our lives and cause us to settle for second best. That is the most, the most uh, problematic thing. It's when we actually sec settle for the second best because of that weakness, uh, weakness or wickedness that is there. Thus weakening our witness, calling and authority in God. So that thing there is weakening our witness, our testimony, our calling, and our authority in God. Because as long as we are in sin, we don't have authority. If we didn't repent to be casting out demons, we don't have any authority. The authority was given by Yeshua, but if we are in sin, don't you even imagine, go to war in sin. You won't win that war. So, repent. You won't be able to win the battle in sin. It's not possible. It takes a ministry gift functioning in the supernatural power of God to dislodge and break down these barriers, barriers and walls. And because we do not naturally enjoy change, there is often a strong resistance to that rooting out and pulling down process. So you really are able to do something with the, with the, 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 the um, uh, um, how do you say, the authorization of the person where they say, please do this, is when they are so desperate that they can't do it anymore. They just can't stand anymore that, that, that uh, being a slave of that thing, okay? So preaching and teaching alone does not break these strongholds. Okay, I'm here teaching you. I'm here, you know, um, doing, you know, the, the, the uh, um, preaching and teaching. But unless sometimes I do those prayers where I actually go in and minister to some things, 
okay? I, 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 I don't do it very often, but I know that will come a time that I will do it very often. But at the moment, I'm just flowing more in teaching. And as I bring this understanding of things, probably more in the future, uh, people will be able to understand what I'm doing, okay? It's because that's something God wants me to do also. Because the thing is not just to learn, we need to learn, but we need to be free. We need to understand the things we need to get free and really go for it and not, not just enjoy what is. Because God doesn't deliver us from our friends. If smoking is, you are friend with smoking, God will not take you the smoking away. You will just suffer the consequences of the smoke. But if you want to be free, the Lord will free you. Okay, that's simple as that. So, um, and because we do not, not naturally enjoy change, there is often a strong resistance to that rooting and pulling down process. So the prophet ministry is all about changing hearts, mindsets, and attitudes towards God and His will. It is about releasing people to fulfill their God-given destiny. So after those hindrances and hindrances are rooted out and pulled down, then the prophet's ministry is able to destroy and throw down those things that have blocked us from hearing the voice of God, doing the will of God, being free of the fear of man, etc. Do you see what's going on? You root those things out and then you can destroy them because they are rooted out. They are being taken out of you and then they can be destroyed. And then once the strongholds and mindsets are destroyed, because it's also through teachings and everything that your mindset starts to change and you can embrace the truth and change your behaviors, okay? And that loses then, the, the, started to loosen up the, those, those things that need to be, that you need to be free. And then when that thing comes, you then are able to be free by the rest of what needs to be done. So, um, once the strongholds and mindsets are destroyed, the, prophet, the prophet's real ministry is able to come to the fore, that is to build and to plant. This is the good part of the, the work of the prophet, but he needs to do the rest also. To effectively build and to plant upon the prophetic foundation, the old has to be first rooted out, pulled down and destroyed. Prophetic revelation cannot be planted and built upon a man-made religious philosophy and accept, uh, to, and, and, uh, and accept to survive and thrive. We can't just make this just this this type of religious acts and uh, religious um, uh, ways of doing things. Just 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 do it religiously. Have a holy convocation with these rituals, with that, and then we do this, and then we do that. Yeah, as I always say, I don't have any problem with rites and 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 with with traditions. I have so much power when I when I do those traditions. Oh. I just love to touch the spiritual reality of all that. But I don't do a ritual. It's not ritualist. It's not a religion. It's the tradition that is used. But I can touch what that means. And my goodness, I'm, I'm, I'm really getting the tangible, what is there, into the tangible realm. Okay? 
because when I light a candle and I speak about light, it, it actually brings it's 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 absolutely powerful or when i i light a menorah or 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 when i blow my my, my shofar or I, when i put my talit when i uh, do any prayers established prayers okay i don't see any lack of power in that so it is not the traditions is your ruach your, the spirit that is in you, your spirit, is your spirit involved in what you are doing? And if your spirit is connected, your soul and spirit are connected with your being, and you are doing it with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your, all your strength, you are connecting with the Lord, wow, you are really touching something special. And the Holy Spirit is all over it. Yeah? So, um, it is totally different it is building from God's perspective and not man's. So to, we need to, uh, this was saying, prophetic revelation cannot be planted and built upon man-made religious philosophy uh, uh, and, you know, and then expect that to thrive. I can't just speak a prophetic word over something that, that, is, that is just, um, how can I put it? The, the word can be spoken, but for it to work, work needs to be done in the life of that person, of that congregation. Those things that are, are stopping that thing to be fulfilled need to be dealt with so the person is free to fulfill what was spoken. What is the final word of the Lord that wants you to prosper or wants you to, do you see what I mean? So, rejection and ridicule is often, it's often a lot of the prophets, uh, the lot of the prophets, so, so they have rejected and being made ridicule. He can speak forth the truth from the heart of God and be laughed and scoffed at. This can happen, okay? His words can be ignored and he then, and he then has to watch the tragic consequences that happen to those who ignore the words of the Lord, the Lord, the words of the Lord when he brings. As a result of the things, the prophet's life can often be a lonely one. Very lonely, guys. He is the, the butt of the rumors and regarded as being way off and way out. Because he has challenged the program of the religious traditions of men. You know, sometimes I wonder if I have something of this. Because I always remember, I always arrived before the congregation or the church arrived in some move of God. Normally I was there before. I was there feeling absolutely frustrated and seeing all that. And when the thing came... <laughs> You know, it's like until the thing came, I was feeling so horribly frustrated because I didn't have the authority of a prophet, but I could see it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was not nice, I tell you. So then in Acts 21.11, we see that the prophet called Agabus included prophetic acts with his pronouncements according to concerning the Apostle Paul. This is what I, I was saying. And then we have also John uh, preaching. Um, 
John teaching uh, and and here it's interesting because John is preaching John is John the Baptist he's a, a prophet I will just finish the prophet okay and then I finish the teaching I will start then with the apostle <laughs> next week um, so uh, it's quite amazing because he's speaking and, 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 and in here some people say oh it's just for exhortation you know and they think it's exhortation is something very but but let me just read the prophecy what what the way John the Baptist he, he who was a prophet was speaking and he was saying then he said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come where therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance do you see and do not bring do not begin to say to yourselves we have abraham as our father he knew who he was talking to also he was not talking to somebody that didn't know anything okay he was talking about those that knew the pharisees that knew uh, uh, what they were doing because they were today i was reading even a, a, a bible verse that was saying that yeshua is saying that you know the law you know the law, but you are not keeping the law. So obviously the Pharisees were not keeping the law, even though they had all the precepts, but they didn't weren't keeping the law of the Father. That's why he was so upset with them. For I say to you that God is God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? He answered and said to them, He who has two tunics, let him give to him who has none. He who, he who has food, let him do likewise. Sheer. Then tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, collect no more than what is appointed to you. Now he is talking about clear direction from the word of God on how the people should behave. This is also the word of a prophet, you know. It's not just speaking, this is the Lord. It's, it's bringing the people back to the God of Israel. And the heart is really a heart of listening from the Lord, being this connection and speaking it. The pastor is very much near to the sheep, yeah? But the, pro the prophet is very near to the Lord and he brings the word. So that's different, a different um, approach to, to, the, to the people they minister. So, and both are biblical. Both are biblical. It's the love and the fear of the Lord. You need both, otherwise you will not grow, grow well. Um so so he says to them oh sorry 14 uh, likewise the soldiers ask him saying and what shall we do and he said to them do not intimate intimidate anyone or ac accuse falsely and be content with your wages like don't rob people now as the people were in expectation and all reasoned in their hearts about john or johanan the baptist or the immerser whether he was the christ or not john answered saying to all i indeed baptize with, with water but one mightier than i is coming 
whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So the, 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 the action of the prophet is actually compassionate because he's bringing forth the truth in order to save the people from bigger disgrace if they don't re repent. So on, and then he says something interesting. And with many other exhortations, he preached the people. So exhortation, it's not just a nice, lovely, jubbly um, words. Exhortation is really call people to a, a like um, to address or communication in fact, in fact, emphatically urging some uh, someone to do something. It's urging. It's emphatic, emphatically. So, um, can be an encouragement, can be a persuasion, can be a pressure, putting pressure, uh, pushing, putting insistence so for change. And then we have now, it's just going to finish now. The gifts that are used by the, 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 the prophet, the gifts of the spirit, because uh, all these, um, the, the gifts, the, 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 the fivefold ministries, they operate with the gifts of the spirit. So the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the faith, gift of healings, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning spirits, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Some types of prophets, they work, they move with the supernatural in terms of, of signs and wonders. They work bringing healings. You just see Moses. You look at, and John the Baptist, you didn't see this type of miracles. He was a prophet. He was working more on the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, uh, uh, prophecy, discernment of spirits, and all that. But when you look to somebody like Moses, somebody like like Elijah, Elisha, you see that they move with faith, with the gift of faith, with the gift of healings, uh, the working of miracles also. So it depends on the call of each person. If they have a call of a prophet, they can be a, a prophet and a teacher at the same time because you can have more than one gift more than one ministry in in you um it can be that you are you are a prophet an apostle and a prophet it can happen that you are are, are going to to build and to to plant and 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 you are have 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 the the, the call of a prophet too. So we can work in different, with different um, junctions of different uh, ministries that then will work and, and build the kingdom according to what God has. So this was the word uh, about for, for the prophet today. And uh, let's pray, okay? 
So, Father, in Yeshua's mighty name, we we just ask you, Father, that you help us to understand the gift of the, the fivefold ministries, Father, the importance of these ministries that um, they, you have put them here. Yeshua, you were the one that established them to edify your body, to help them to bring, to, to grow so they can work in the ministry, so we they can be in their own part, doing their own, uh, their, their part that you have called them to do, serving in the congregation, each one doing its own part, not anyone just sit back comfortably, but everyone doing their own part, Father. This is part of your call for every single believer. So, Lord, we just ask you, Father, that you help us all father to understand better this this um the 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 role of the prophet the office of the prophet and to be able to accept it and to be able to 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 understand it lord and yeshua and to embrace it lord and yeshua i ask you lord for a revelation in the body of messiah about about the the prophet father the ministry of the prophet and that lord um it will be uh, working in your kingdom it will be established in your kingdom and I pray father for the prophets that you have already in place that the attitude will be a, an attitude of of humbleness of being a servant of being loving having a, a heart that loves and have compassion for the people Lord in Yeshua's mighty name Lord amen amen and amen so Let's just look for what we have ahead of us. And uh, so if we go to um, to to Beit Kodesh website, um, I don't know if we are having any problem with the internet. It seems like I see my here going around and around. It seems like it's not very good, the connection today, unfortunately. But I hope it will be okay. So... Uh, Claudia has already put their, their website and I have said that a website has a lot of different, uh, all the ways to, to, to get in touch with our ministry, teachings and everything is all in the website. <clears throat> so on events and free tickets, you have the next, the next one, you have all our, our events. So the next one is Paul and Shawol, Shawol and Paul part three. And it's uh, about the trials of Paul. Okay that he will defend, he will defend himself and say what he has to say to defend himself against the accusations. It's powerful. You can't lose, you know, uh, you can't miss this one. It's very important. And, and watch the two previous ones on the, on the playlists on, on, on part one and part two of Shaul and Paul. It's, it will help you to establish, to build understanding for, for the letters, to understand the letters of Paul, okay? Then on Friday, we are going to look to Acts of the Apostles, part three. And this will be also Erev Shabbat service. Um, and then Wednesday, on, on Shabbat, on the Saturday, at all these are seven o'clock London time, okay? And then we have the Torah portions, Shelach, uh, at four o'clock London time, where we are going to have uh, lessons of the wilderness, part four. And... Um, it's part four, isn't it? Yes. Has been powerful, guys. Lessons that we learn with Israel so we don't do the same mistakes, okay? It's very powerful, really. And uh, I need to say that Rosh Chodesh, the next Rosh Chodesh is on the three, 3rd of July. 
at 7 o'clock London time, 3rd of July. Book this, this thing at 7 o'clock London time. We are going to have the celebration of Rosh Hodesh here of the fourth month in the Hebrew calendar, okay? So again, I keep saying, we need your offerings. I need really that you take this serious because even if it's little, it's better little than nothing, okay? Don't expect another one to do because everybody expects the other one to do and then nobody does, okay? And uh, the ministry needs to run. We need money to establish Beit Kodesh in Africa. And not just that, there are children in need for that are, 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 are part of, will be part of Beit Kodesh. And as we establish, I just know I need to help them. So we need to keep offerings coming to the kingdom you are giving to the kingdom okay and then will be used according to what the lord will guide okay so uh if you really value what we are doing here i i really um ask you to give it to the lord and the lord is seeing you the lord is seeing you okay he will bless you because he likes he really loves those that bless his kingdom because his kingdom doesn't don't work without money. It's impossible. Nobody eats without money. Nobody can pay bills without the money. Nobody can help without money. And you need to do that part, okay? I'm here doing all my being and doing everything I need to do. Your part is to do that part, okay? So, may the Lord bless you. And uh, the link for donate is there and also under every single video in YouTube and also on the giving page on, 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 on BaitKodesh.com, okay? And there you have the giving page and you just need to, to click on PayPal, put the amount and shoot it and it arrives here this site. It's very, very easy. You can try with a little, just to train yourself, okay? But if you can do more, please be generous. And if you feel that you would like to, to sponsor my work, and here I'm speaking really, I give so many hours of work for the kingdom. I don't have any wages, guys. So I also need to pay my bills and eat and everything. So if anyone would like to sponsor my work in terms of bless me, so I can just have aside my some income so I can pay for my life because I'm really working in the kingdom full time. I'm one of those fivefold ministries. And um, you just let me know, okay? Because then in that case, we would do it a bit different. I need really desperately uh, that, that I will have some sponsors that will sponsor me, whether if I'm here, whether if I'm in Africa, whether if I'm in India, that people believe in what I'm doing and say, Ishka, I'm going to sponsor you. I'm going to give this a month or something, and you can count with that, you know. And, you know, because there are many ministers and pastors and everything that actually, they, they, they have that, okay? Missionaries, that, that's how they live, otherwise they would starve. Okay, so I'm just feeling I should start to speak with people like that because I will need your help, okay? God bless, especially those that really appreciate what we do, okay? So, God bless you. I love you. And see you Wednesday at 7 o'clock London time for Shaul and Paul part 3. Okay, God bless you guys. Bye.
Thank you for listening, and please share with your friends and your social media. The centre of our online community is our website, baitkadesh.com. That's spelt B-E-I-T-K-O-D-E-S-H dot com. From there you can find everything you need, our YouTube channel, Facebook community, and details of our online events, teachings and services. If you would like to help us build Yeshua's Kingdom, you can contribute financially on Beit Kadesh's website, www.baitkadesh.com slash donate. Mm-hmm.